I needed that nap <laughs> between recordings. So I'm I'm assuming you did too because you were out. So, but uh, yeah, I definitely needed it, and uh, I've been hearing weird sounds coming from the rail rail yard, like all day. I don't know what's going on over there. It's really weird that we had a trendy rail, and it was a news article, and then it wasn't a news article, and then we but we still were able to find the Facebook post of it. But the Facebook post is doesn't have a link to the news article, which you would think you would want to link to your news article on your newspaper, but all these trains derailing, I think, have people just on edge, you know? Yeah. So, because I know, I, I mean, I, Ohio, that's just crazy. Yeah. Right? And if anything, for me, that's like, yeah, this is why an aging rail system may not be the best way to transport things. Yep. Because, look, if if I'm in a truck, let, let's say I max wipe out in the middle of a road with the same chemicals, you know, that you have in a rail car, in, you know, a tanker, I'm one truck. I'm not taking out, you know, potential hundreds of other trucks in the process. But that's what happens in these tr- in, with trains. Mm-hmm. You know, a train derails. It's not just one car that derails, right? Yeah. And it's like, and they can carry a lot more than a truck can mm-hmm. on a tanker. That's why you never see those big black tankers, you know, that you see on on the back of rail of you know trains. You don't see those on the back of trucks. They're way overweight for what we do. But obviously, they're way overweight for an aging rail system that just it's impossible to maintain right now. The pay for it isn't good enough. The unions can't or just barely exist for it anymore and aren't doing squat to encourage new people and new jobs. And people are steering away from unions in a big way. And it's like crud you know i'm i'm genuinely it's like yes it, it sucks we have a driver shortage but we need a bigger shortage right now because those aren't the answer the, the, right what do we have we're, we're up to like nine derailments now it's nuts and five of those are you know toxic yeah it's like there is no easement on the side of trains you see trains we see trains even here through texas i've seen it every state i've gone to it's not just texas that they're going through beautiful, natural, wildlife, what you would consider sanctuaries and mountains and everything else, and it's just crazy. And it's like, just the thought of one of those derailing, like, what what if there's one that goes right along the Colorado River? What if it derails and dumps, you know, horrible vinyl chloride, tetramethyl ammonium, you know, sulfuric acid? There's so many things it could just dump into the river, and... That's it. You know, then you have a bunch of people who have no whose water sources are gone. Yeah. Including the animals in the habitat. It's like, okay, you know, when was the last time you heard about a a truck dumping into a lake or a river or anything like that? Major spillway. It's like, no, I'd rather it was just contained in one little area. So. But. That's just it is what it is. Did, Did you see that? Lake Fairfield is closing down? No. Yeah, Fairfield Lake is closing down the end of this month. We can't camp there anymore, fish there anymore, go there anymore. Why? A private developer is basically taking over the entire lake. The power company that has the rights to the lake and everything is not renewing, is basically kicking the state out. 
and they're going to privatize the lake and just make it a private development. So we got to go camping once, and that's it. Yeah. State park. State park can be taken by private people. And you know what? And, and, and here's the thing. I'm I'm so mixed on this because, hey, if they're private people and they don't want to renew with the state. But given the fact that if you actually go to uh, Lake Fairfield's Facebook page, they're talking about stuff for the summer. They're talking about stuff for next month. They're literally a couple of weeks ago. We're posting up their internship programs. So this came out of nowhere. And it's like, and what is anybody doing about it? Oh, well, that's horrible. That's sad. You know what? We need to see what we can do to stop this from happening in the future. How, how, how about, you know, 15 days from now in the future? You think maybe you could stop it then? Because we go out there. Hundreds of people weekly are out there. You know, people are out there camping. People are out there. There's people that live out there. I want to know what happens to those people. But not only that, they're going to privatize a state park with protected animals and protected species and allow developers to come in and just do what? They're not going to leave it alone. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's very, very frustrating to me to, to see this right now. So, and to see where it is and what's going on. But I'm just... I'm I'm blown away. It just seems like everywhere I look, it's just something. So only positive thing I got that I'm looking at. I mean, you know, there's a lot of positives, but most positive thing today is again, 20 years of being married. Happy anniversary. Ah, and uh, wow. But, you know, everything else is just <laughs> going. I feel just like for Lily and Tabby, they're the world they're going to grow up in, you know, like seriously. Yeah. The, at the rate I mean, things are going. It's one of those things that it, it sucks, but I feel like they don't have the mindset like we do either. They don't care. They, we talk about things like that, but they're, they're not there with things like that either. We, I feel like, if they had some good, like, true friends out here, mm -hmm. I feel like then maybe their mindset might change. If they make good, true friends out here, then maybe it'll change. But yeah. they don't have any connections to nature anymore. I mean, they don't even like taking care of the chickens. They won't. They don't like taking care of the dogs until it's, oh, well, but I miss them and I only, you know, want them for a day. And then, mm -hmm. you know, but then I have to keep doing it over and over again. Eh, and it just falls off. They don't spend time outside anymore even when it's nice like they used to want to always oh can i do my homework outside can i read outside can i go hang out with the chickens can i do can i just be out here can i play with the dogs can i go take them for a walk can i ride my bike around like all of that and now mm -hmm. they just there's no interest in you know all of the things that have to do with preserving life and just being you know one with nature so, you know weird as it sounds they both used to love being outside and doing things mm -hmm. like that but now it's just like they just they'd rather be inside and rather be doing you know nothing <laughs> hard work isn't fun to them they're not you know they can't go through a full day of working on things and look back at it and be proud they're just like Ugh, you know whatever like nobody they're not excited to do things outside they're not they they, they don't enjoy 
hanging out outside like there's mm-hmm. no hey can we go camping can we go fishing and even the last few times that we have it's just been like oh well we're gonna go on the boat can we go swimming not hey can you know we go back to spillway you think we'll be able to catch fish with our hands again you think we can like you know it was always oh well can i swim over here now and it was just like all the things that used to be Mm -hmm. super fun to them super outside and you know hard work and do these things and and have fun with it and make things you know myself my own hands and be proud of it like all of that is just it's slipping and i nobody knows (sighs) that's just how just the generation is now there's no interest in being outside unless they like there's just no interest in the world unless that's how you know they they don't have that choice kind of thing the kids that are being raised on farms that are you know face to face with animals every single day don't have a choice on you know there's Mm -hmm. you know hundreds of animals that they're taking care of they have to get up and their parents are getting up too and doing all these things in the morning like you know they have that example and they're doing all those things and they you know go out and they help and it just kind of doesn't it doesn't go away because they understand that responsibility that's the this was the life that they're used to and they you know i've seen so many people that are like yeah i don't let my kids have phones because it destroys their perception on the world all the things that come in and cloud up what they you know know and constantly makes them question the things that they already know about the world and life and you know taking care of animals and the Mm -hmm. full cycle of just everything that they can go out and identify 17 different plants in you know a one square foot area because that's just how they are because it's just they have interest in those things they're excited about bugs and they look at these things like oh my god that's so cool like that's just i and i it's one of those things that sucks because living you know living in the half modern while also trying to be more self-sufficient you know that we're doing right now Mm -hmm. they very much don't like it (laughs) and it's obvious so it just it does suck because i feel like that's just what's happening is that, you know, it turns into, oh, well, you're just old kind of thing whenever anybody is, you know, saying anything like this. Like, it really is feeling like everything is just slowly being destroyed despite all of the in, in quote unquote environmentalists and, you know, people that are caring about all the stuff going on. Oh, well, let me make something more, you know, economically, you know, friendly and make it more environmental and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And it's not actually having an impact there's no real things changing that are actually destroying the planet killing animals things like this that just happen and everybody's just oh and then if you you say anything about it it's like oh well you know what's more important us surviving Mm -hmm. your children growing up and having space to live in it's like well maybe the problems need to be talked about because it makes you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. oh well if you're going to have kids you need to be prepared to take care of them and teach them how to take care of themselves and teach them that they don't need a big huge fancy house and all these crazy things to do and develop more technology when they can be sitting back and caring for them and their family that they choose to have and go to college get a good trade job and do these things like learn how to exist you know everything else after that is pretty much secondary you need Mm -hmm. to be able to take care of your life and if you're going to have all these things you need to know how to you know survive on your own basically before you go out and learn how to do the extra stuff because that's what technology is now it's not something that we're developing to you know make things that we do easier and better we're not you know the the tractor's been invented like that's it like farming is easier but now we kept going and it's like well what if we could get rid of bugs well these are the problems oh but eh, but we're getting rid of the bugs so let's take it a step further what if we don't you know what if we just continue to you know expand on this aspect of things like it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse 
because everybody is just at that point where we're as as a human race we're fucking lazy and we don't want to work we don't want to take care of ourselves and our family and our animals and we look i mean even down to people that get so you know stuck on oh well i want to have these animals but then they get automatic feeders and waterers it's like that's it, inc- that amazes me mm-hmm. you like I, you can't you're you chose to have this pet and you can't feed that pet every single day like that uh, what those things only make sense to me if it's like oh well i'm going on a vacation it's like well, I, I even right now i'm like god i i want to be able to find a way to take roxy with me when i go visit because yeah. i'm like i literally that's the only reason that was the biggest reason that it was like i didn't really want to you know get a plane ticket and go do these things like i want it to be a trip that i could bring animals with me because <laughs> i hate leaving them it's just but it just it amazes me the the things that that have changed that things like this just keep happening and you know it's like where are all of the environmentalists now what mm-hmm. happened where do they all go when things like this are going on oh man all the people that had to be kicked out of their houses because of the trip what about all the wildlife what about everything that's native to there? How much was fucking killed? How much was destroyed and will never be back to its prime because you just, a train derailed with chemicals on it that destroyed all of this. Oh, well, you, you're heartless. How could you not care about the people that were displaced? People will always fucking bounce back. You know mm-hmm. what doesn't fucking bounce back? The nature we keep fucking destroying. So it's just, it amazes me that things like this keep happening and we're just, like, everybody just keeps turning a blind eye to it. But we're mm-hmm. so quick to yell and scream at everybody about their diesel engines and how bad they are for the world it's like what (laughs) i think there's Mm -hmm. a lot more that's important that's a lot easier to deal with in a quicker amount of time than trying to eliminate something that you know kind of has an impact yeah it just i i don't get it (sighs) and with that said (laughs) Welcome to the Afternoon Dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. So yeah, we're definitely in a place <laughs> right now. It's, you know, it's sad. We're, we're after the day of love, and there's so much that's going on that's just so negative and so toxic and so just disheartening in the world, in, you know, our country, in our neighborhoods, in our cities, our states, everywhere. And it's just, it can be overwhelming. But... At the end of the day, I, you know, I, I look at this and I go, you know what? It's OK. We're, we're going to pull through this. We talk about the girls and we talk about where they're at right now. Well, where we want them to be. OK, so we're going to change that. You know, we just have to figure out to change that. I, I don't know about you, but now I'm like, OK, we need to go to Lake Fairfield and just go play at least one last time. So unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're going to be able to take the boat there because Amy had to come home because she blew a head gasket and so lost money for another day and. It happens, you know, it just happens a fucking lot. So, and uh, it's just getting on my last nerve, but I don't care if we got to just take seven out there and just go play around and jump off the dock or whatever one last time, whatever we got to look at doing. So are there any days coming up that that would be a good thing? Like weather wise, like not overly cold. <laughs> yeah, we have quite a few. Okay, good. It's- we're looking at not so cold after at least as it sits right now um today the high is 76 first of all um tomorrow the high is 68 and then we have um friday and saturday again it just keeps telling me fuck the weekend which is so fucking frustrating Mm -hmm. because 
Friday, Saturday, 51 and 51 are the highs. Lows, both of those days, Seriously? 30. So we get another week. So the week we get good and the weekends we just keep getting. And then Monday, 75. <sighs> Tuesday, 76. Wednesday, 64. Thursday, 71. Friday, 69. So literally just, it just keeps going. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> you want to get things done when people have, you know, a full-fledged day, just blank slate ahead of them. Yeah. Oh, but you have, you know, three hours after people get home from school and are doing all these, you know, other things that they have to get done, like homework and all that. Oh, well, it's perfectly nice outside if you want to do it now. It's like, what? <laughs> Can we please stop doing this? Why do we keep going on a week weekend thing? Why is this? It literally mm-hmm. keeps happening only on the weekends. R- really? It really is. It's ridiculous. So, but, you know, either way, <laughs> hopefully if if those days are, you know, the lows being 30 I, because of it still getting up to 51 and then going, you know, warmer after that, I'm I'm starting to get a little excited for the garden side of things because that's just like, if that's the last, you mm-hmm. know, little bit of quote unquote freeze, because even then it's not, there's no rain, there's a little bit of clouds, but not really. It's like, it's, it's supposed to be pretty, pretty moderate this mm-hmm. next, you know, 10 days on the forecast. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that's like the last of it. That's going to be like, oh, hey, 30 and the only 30 for eh, maybe an hour kind of thing yeah. throughout that night. Because if that's what it is, then I'm I'm almost in the, the green light to just get yeah. out there and get and things we have a fully solution, started. Because my brain won't shut up. So we have a potential solution. So um, to what? To get the dirt that we need. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to go through all that fun stuff and. um yeah, we, we should be good. Those are supposed to come in the, tomorrow. We'll talk about it like tomorrow on that. But yeah, you know, I, I I just I look. I see you got some plants out there in the backyard, and looks like you were getting started. Probably got a little tired, and just like, no, I'm gonna go ahead and take a nap. Is that what happened? No, those oh. are just out there so that they can start getting acclimated on oh. days that it's warm enough. Hardening. That's right. Because they're they're, they're well, one because I have to start bringing them out there any chance that I get because they're really quite literally are too big to be under the grow lights mm-hmm. now. So I have to, I, that was the other thing that was like, even then I still have to wait two weeks with no freezing temperatures before I'm going to plant anything outside, which is, you know, it's worrisome because that's still a lot of growth, which means I quite literally have to start getting things planted in bigger pots because I don't think that they're going to, I I have to be able to make them shorter Mm -hmm. by burying them deeper. So it's just irritating <laughs> i can't yeah. i don't have anything f- to plant them in and Dollar before they can to the rescue hopefully yeah. <laughs> there's so much still though it's still gonna end up being almost a fucking hundred dollar dollar tree trip mm-hmm. because i have so much and i still need the dirt to be able to put those in and so it's just it's it's a little frustrating well and like i said we'll, we'll see what happens because it may just be that tomorrow we just are able to start loading stuff up so we'll, we'll see we'll see how things go I'm just going to play everything a little little easy and loose. So we'll find out. I had some weird ideas thinking about it because, and, you know, I'll just, I'll just say it because I was thinking about the fact that, you know, what we're doing is we're getting sandbags. And um, because it was $65, we figured, right? Right around there to fill up the small ones, two of the small ones. And then so the, one of the large ones would be 65 bucks each is what it worked out to be. Right, you for look at, what I'm for the dirt for the for the fill that we did for the, each of the planter boxes. 
I never did any I math on that. Oh, so I, did. I, I did. Yeah, I, I, don't I, know. I absolutely did. So, I, well, I took the receipt after we we did it. So, anyways, just trust me. I that, do. Because <laughs> you asked so, right. Okay, but here's what's great is we ordered a hundred sandbags that are coming in, and they cost right around forty bucks. And so we're gonna go ahead and just take those. And we, you know, when it comes to sand, each one of those is basically fifty pounds of sand. When it comes to dirt, which is way no more that. Weight wise, <laughs> um, we can go ahead and fill those up with dirt, and we can have literally two girls sitting over at the the dirt place because we have a dirt a place over here that we can get dirt at, and we have them there shoveling them into the bags while we're transporting them back and forth, and it should work out to just about a dollar a bag, and in doing the math on that, that means that every two of those bags would work out roughly to a cubic foot. And so it'd be $2 a cubic foot for everything that we need. And in doing the math on the, um, on the planners themselves, that works out to a lot less than we were going to spend. We were, we were going to be looking at upwards of $400 just to be able to fill those with dirt at 64 bucks a pop. And, and I was like, oh, okay, because we want to do more and, and build everything in there. And it's like, okay, that's, that's a lot of an investment that we just don't have right now. And now I've got to tighten up even more. And announced to the family that we're not spending money for the next couple of weeks because I got a truck to get. Um, and in looking at that, it's like, okay, we got to get all this stuff together. So I hope we got a cheaper option. Definitely think we got a cheaper option. And uh, I'll, I'll definitely video it and put it up and, and do the math on it so that we can kind of figure it out. But there's no reason that we have to wait because I can talk to those guys and probably make an arrangement with them to say, Hey, how much you want to charge me per bag? This is what they are. This is the size of them. And I want to be able to scoop stuff in there and I'll just pay you. And then we'll come out over the next few days or whatever and just grab the girls after school, whatever. I'll go downstairs after this and do the kitchen. So they won't have a kitchen to do. They'll just sit down and help out with things like that. And then go from there. We're just going to do whatever it's going to take, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's my thought process, <laughs> but I talked about it earlier. I was talking about unions and, you know, sounded like I was uh, promoting unions. And I'm just going to say that I'm not. I don't think that, you know, I'm going to talk about our our economics right now. Um, Listen to the president and I've listened to our last presidents. And the reason that that people keep talking about unions and everything else is because unions are nothing but lobbyists anymore. Unions used to have their place. Unions used to be great. Unions used to be. Something that was necessary, stopped child labor, stopped illegal work practices, stopped safety violations and stopped everything. But competition took care of all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. You when there was one burger place, if you wanted to work at a burger place, there was really only one burger place to work. Right. But now burger places are competing with each other. And so salaries are getting higher and Taco Bell's right there with them. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're making double digits an hour to work at Taco Taco Bell or double digits an hour to work at all these places now. And it's crazy. To think about that. And that's fine. Cool by me because that's what competition does. And it's like, but unions, you know, they've just become unnecessary. They've become politicized. They they take away. And and so I just want to explain, you know, because everybody's house like, oh, get in with the union. Yeah. If you can get in with the union and you were young and you have no drive, no ambition and plan on being nothing and just a drone the rest of your life unions are great that's a great way to slave out the rest of your life for the for the remainder of your 20 25 years you know with that company hoping that it's going to be there but i'm i'm going to tell you that they're not a save all you know unions you have one person who speaks for you that's it one 
one person decides what everybody everybody in 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 your group in your union what you're allowed to make for pay what you're allowed to have for grievances what you're allowed to any special conditions it doesn't matter unions you walk into a job and it's a union job the union says this is what the job pays and you accept it or you don't see i've never accepted a pay offer from any employer ever down to down to apple i mean literally i've never done it i get offered i got offered a job i was like oh that's that's what i'm gonna get hourly uh, that's that's what i'm looking at benefits wise that's what i'm you know it's like uh, never never get excited about pay you know mm-hmm. i've always negotiated always and it's why I always got better money, always got better pay, always got better everything. People were like, oh, wow, you're just so lucky. I'm not lucky. I fought for this stuff. I talked to other people. What are you making? How much do you make after a certain? I do research. Andy's in the process of getting a new job. I was like, what does it say on Glassdoor? What does it say here? What does it say on Career, career Builder? What does it say on these things? What are, you, what are you supposed to make? Well, I'm so niche and this and that. Okay, great. How many jobs are you going to you know, replace? Well, he's going to replace two different jobs. Okay, well, then you need to look at what each one of those jobs pays separately and know that your salary should be at least 75% of those two jobs combined, right? Because mm-hmm. you're replacing two people in a company. It's like, oh, and then you're going to be a contractor? You're going to be a regular employee? Which way are you going to, which way are you going to do this? It's like, but, but with unions, you don't have any of that say. Unions, you, don't, you can't say anything like that. The unions come in, they tell you, this is the salary range, this is your skill level, this is what you get. That's it. There's no individuality to it. You pay for a union. You have to pay for it and you pay for it every month. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and whether or not you want to be in the union, you're still going to pay for it. And it's like, it's just, and, and my wife literally was thrown under the bus because the union wanted to, to do leverage. And I've said all this before. And mm-hmm. it's like, but now Biden just did a speech a couple of days ago. I watched it. State of the union speech again, touting union jobs and people cheering about it. Do you not understand that this is a group that takes your money and can literally the entire union can go on strike. Other people can replace you and you have no job. That's what unions can do because unions anymore are lobbyists. That's all they are. They're not worth anything else. Oh, they get get you better benefits if you don't negotiate. And the problem is we live in a society where people don't negotiate. People don't ask. I renegotiate everything down to my truck repair. My truck repair is a lot less than it was when they were trying me at first. Mm-hmm. You know, negotiate everything. You know, who don't you negotiate with? The drones who didn't negotiate. That's Those are the people you don't negotiate with. Who don't you negotiate with? Cashier at Walmart. Why? Because they didn't negotiate for their job. They just took the job. They want unions because they're not asking for more money. And Walmart's not giving them more money because enough people take the jobs that don't pay more money. Yeah, I was so going to say the, the biggest, I think the biggest issue with that is that people get desperate and think that, you know, they can't mm-hmm. do something like that because if they don't take it, then they're not going to, there's somebody else that, you know, won't negotiate. It's going to, you know, they can find somebody else kind of thing. But I, people forget that there, you can also find another employer just like, it, it just amazes me that like yeah there's some some places that are like yeah i can't i can't do this but i can do that and it's mm-hmm. like that's them literally starting that conversation okay well i'm not gonna work for that well then i guess you're not working here well then i guess i'm not like yeah. that's it's literally that simple and if they if you turn around and walk out and they say oh well you're never gonna find something like that like they'll always say something and right. you're just like i so 
I like, don't want to. That's the exactly. point. It's like it's like when I have an ex that says I, I've had exes that walk out or you know we're breaking up. And they're, You're never going to find anybody else like me. Good. That's why I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> why would I want to find somebody else like you? Mistake 2.0? No, thank you. I'm just like, and I get jobs like that where I've put in my notice. I've been like, hey, this just isn't going to be for me because what you're doing is changing my job description, changing this, and I'm not going to do that. And they're like, well, but your pay is good. But my pay is good, but my hours are long and my benefits are, are long. And there's a bunch of stuff I do that I'm not paid for. So by the time I take it all down, my pay isn't good. And for what I do, no, you guys are going to make me struggle through something I'm not good at while you neglect something that I'm extremely good at, not utilize my services. We're going to part ways on a bad, sour note one way or the other. And then I have to explain to my next employer why we didn't work. And they're like, uh, uh, no, so I'm just not going to do it. I, I quit a job after three days. I, I had a job. Literally, they were, they were wanting a marketer. I was like, okay, cool. But they didn't want a marketer. They, what they ended up wanting was a bookkeeper. Oh, that was it. They, want, they wanted somebody that was just going to keep tallies on their marketing expenditures and their ads and their commercials. No, no ROR, no rate of return, no return on investments, no analytics, no, you know, no negotiations, no discussions with anybody that they were advertising anything in. No, no looking at changes in rates, no looking at different venues and different avenues to go and advertise and market and to, to build a base. No looking at different. And it was just ridiculous. And I just sat there and went, that was day three. And then they're like, I'm like, this isn't a marketing job. Well, no, it's a marketing management job. I'm like. Your job description, I have it. I have the paper still at home at this point. I'm like, it literally says, looking for a marketing and growth manager position. And that is what I do. And you guys literally just want me to make sure that all the checks are being paid out. And I'm like, this is an accountant's job. This isn't a marketer's job. And they're like, well, the pay is good, right? I, this isn't a marketer's job. I don't care if, if I come into a job and you tell me the pay is good, but it's not the job that I was hired for. And it's not the job that I agree to. It's not the job I want. You know, a job is look, I tell people this all the time. You're going to get jobs that you're going to have that are horrible jobs. And it's like, and if you can make it well in a horrible job, like, you know, standing up to your waist in human feces while, you know, knocking down a bunch of weeds to try to clear things out so that, you know, the mill that grinds it all up is able to get it, then you can find a good job anywhere. But when you get to a point where you're building your career, a career is all about honing your skills, honing your craft, getting better at what you're doing. And unions stop that. You know, Vallejo Sanitation and Flood Control, that union, literally, they were like, you won't be allowed to work as hard as you're working in the union. Like that was that was their selling point to me. And I was like, are you kidding? I was, you know, 18 years old. I was 11% body fat. I had a friggin' eight pack. I was working and just sweating myself to like absolute extreme. So that every day I was coming home and just sore, but I was, you know, I had my brace on and everything, my, my back brace. So I was doing everything posture proper and I was just, I was lean and I was ripped and I was happy. And then the union, oh yeah, you know, you, you don't work that hard. Like seriously, how, what what do you do in your abatement a day? I'm like usually about a quarter mile. And they're like, oh no no no, quarter mile is like a week worth of work. I'm like, 
that's how I felt honestly about it. I mean, not that it was any kind of union thing, but when mm-hmm. I was doing the building of the spirit store, yeah, it was so weird to me because you get paid an extra $3 an hour for building or breaking down the store and at the end of the the season mm-hmm. on, during October when everything is crazy, you get paid um you get paid an extra bump as well for that if you're you work every single day that you're scheduled. Mm-hmm. And it was funny to watch because for the building of the store, they always need people. So that's always their selling point. Like, please, you know, come work for us. You get paid $14 an hour just to build the store up. Mm-hmm. You, only, you know, but they don't tell you, oh, but you're going to be working nine to five or, you know, eight to four. And, you know, you get a 30 minute lunch break and, you know, we'll take, you know, little breaks here and there so you can breathe. And you have to work with other people that aren't as in shape and can't do anywhere near as much work. But you're not going to get paid more, for, you know, for the amount of work that you're going to get done, you know, on top of mm-hmm. all the other things that you have to do. And and it was just it was weird because it was like, you know, these some of these people are just sitting here on their phones vaping up a fucking storm barely even yeah. doing anything and you know it's taking five minute breaks every two seconds to go smoke a cigarette and you know they're getting paid the same amount as me and i can't change that <laughs> like i don't get exactly. any extra you're and everybody gets invited back there you get to choose whether or not you're gonna go and they kind of give you that you know half and half of a oh you're so we're, we're gonna be back here tomorrow so it makes it sound like you don't have a choice but in the building of the store you 100 percent have a choice they don't mm-hmm. have any hours or anything until they have all of the um, stanchion built. All the computers have to be there for them to actually clock in your hour. So if you show up, basically they get to put in, oh, well, you were here for this much and that's about it. Like, you could literally be there, you know, early and stay mm-hmm. later to help with the, you know, cleaning up, turning lights off, whatever, and they'll still put you down for 9 to 5. And that's it. And so it's kind of frustrating doing all of that and then, again, with the, the end-of-the-month things and then breaking down the store, I didn't want to do it because it was just irritating the amount of you know that some of these people were showing up and not doing anything you can't negotiate that right and it's just it makes no sense to me that and like if why would i be buddies of the person who's your boss yeah, then, then they all just sit around and smoke while you're actually one sitting there doing work yeah and then and then somehow they get it in their heads to make fun of you because of it in one way or the other whether yeah. it's directly to your face or behind your back and you're like I'm working too hard. Is exactly. What you're me. Yeah, that's and so it's just it amazes me that, you know, why would you want to do that? Why would because like it, they don't discourage you from working that hard, mm-hmm. but seeing the other people that aren't working that hard is discouraging because I'm not getting paid more than them and I'm right. not getting, you know, oh, well I'm being recognized verbally. That doesn't fucking change that I'm wanting to make the money. Like that's the point. And see you that. can't work up in a job like that because everybody was, you know, all of those jobs are entry level jobs. Mm-hmm. Whether you're the store manager, the assistant manager or just a regular cashier, still an entry level job. There's no working up. If somebody else comes in and they, you know, if I like me going back for this next year, if I decide to go back, I can go back and probably have a better chance at being a store manager, mm-hmm. but if the store manager from last year comes back or any of the assistant managers from last year come back, they're probably going to get hired before me. I have the work ethic, and none mm-hmm. of them do, but they're probably going to get hired because, oh, well, we said it's an entry-level job, but they have experience. And so it's just, it it amazes me. It's like, but I'm going to be doing more work than they are, but they're getting paid more than me because... And I know it because I'm doing it now. You know, it's yeah, like I so did it's it last just, time. It's yeah. It well, just amazes me that people would like. That's just a normal, you know, 
three and a half month thing. I could mm-hmm. not imagine that being just how it is all the fucking time for oh, your career with yeah. something like that. Like I couldn't imagine well, not being able to go, hey, I feel like my job is worth more than this. No, mm-hmm. it's not. You're not getting paid more. Okay, bye. Like you, you I can't imagine not being able to negotiate with yeah. it. It's just that boggles my mind. If you're doing the fucking work, they're going to tell you you can't do that work. I could not imagine being told that. And I, like you said, I, I basically was just mm-hmm. not by the people employing me, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's just, and I've, and where I've had jobs that were performance based, you know, because like working marketing, there's a lot, the larger companies have multiple marketing teams, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're working at a large company and, and you, you signed all your paperwork, so relax, not saying squat, um, but you work and, and other marketing teams are there. If your marketing team outperforms everybody else. You know, you get bonuses. Mm-hmm. You get happy stinking bonuses. Happy stink. Bought my car. Stinking bonuses. You know, I'm the kind of guy that your dad didn't like showing up at a dealership, but I was because I was smart enough to not say I'm buying cash. I would negotiate the best price that I could on it, and then when it came time to fill out finance paperwork, I wrote a check. You know, that was that that kind of level of bonus. So I was pretty happy about that. So, but we 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 would literally go in and we work so hard and we just outshine people from the beginning. And I've always been that way. Work your absolute tail off. And then it's like, and then get so far ahead that everybody else slacks. Everybody else is just like, what's the point? And then slow down. It's like, and that's what I would do. Just come in gung home rather than having this evil, you know, and people come in, they come, they come in, I do my job. I work nine to five. Da, da, da. Yeah. I work nine to five. Eventually. Hey, I worked nine to 12 at last week. Of this quarter, I did. Because my team was so ahead. It was my team. And we were so ahead of everybody else in the numbers that nobody was going to come close. And so everybody else's sales went from being, you know, 3.5% growth to one. While we're sitting there at 7%, we thumped out at 7% growth, ended at 7% growth. But the last week, Just, the last week of the quarter, we oh, we were drunk like more than once. <laughs> We were flat out. We went out. We went to Chevy's for uh, margarita lunch is what we went out to. We called it a margarita mixer. And it was it was everybody who were in, on my team and their family, girlfriends, whatever they just brought out. And we had, you know, we had a 20 pitcher challenge and there were 25 of us on our team. And so and if everybody brought one person, which was what was allowed, you're talking about half a pitcher of margaritas per person at lunchtime. So. Yeah, taxis. It was a, it was, yeah, but it was the last week, and our bosses didn't care. My boss would call and leave a voice, left me a voicemail, and goes, "Hey, I just wanted to tell you, good job in your work. Obviously, you're still busy, you know, but it looks like you got you guys are doing this." Da, 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 da. They didn't care. My boss literally told me, "I don't care what you do. I do not care. You guys, your numbers are absolutely just phenomenal." And it's like, but under a union, no, nope, that wouldn't have mattered. Under a union, it, under a union, I could have done ten miles. A week of weed abatement, right? In Vallejo. Mm -hmm. And my pay wouldn't have been any different. They actually would have been like, ugh. And it's just amazing. And and people are like, well, there's security retirement. The reason I'm using Vallejo as the example is those guys went from retiring on multiple thousands of dollars a year or thousands of dollars a month as part of their retirement. And most of them paid off their houses. So they did the math and they're like, hey, Property taxes in California are better than they are in Texas because whatever you pay for 
on your house is the only way you're taxed, even though they keep trying every stinking year to change it. And eventually they're going to because some idiot's going to be like, yeah, sounds like a good idea, you know. But and they're like, yeah, heck, I retire with thirty three hundred dollars, thirty six hundred dollars plus full benefits. And my house is paid off. So I'm going to be paying one month of of my check is going to be my property taxes every year and I'm done. And everything else I get to just do on my own. Heck, yeah, it's a way to do it. Except after Vallejo declared bankruptcy twice, now those guys who were secured and told me that I was stupid for not taking that job are trying to survive on three, $400 a month. And they're back on welfare, food assistance, government assistance, and everything. It's like, that's unions. Unions only care about you as long as you're useful. And they'll find a way to use you. And that's it. I like performance-based jobs. I hate jobs like what you had, just retail jobs, or they don't care. You know, regular burger places, they don't care. I uh, I will tell you this. Fred used to work. Oh, man, what is the name of the burger place? It was in Vallejo. It was just outside of downtown. Fred got a job at this burger place, and Fred was phenomenal. Fred was really good at cleaning. Fred was like you when he gets, like, in full clean mode. But he was that way all the time. Like, every... I'm not kidding when I tell you this. You know how gross desks get by the end of a year? Mm-hmm. Not his. Every desk, nothing underneath it. Every every piece of metal shined on his desk. Everything. That man was meticulous in cleaning his stuff. You know? His car, as grunge as he was, his car was the best conditioned car of all of my friends in the core. Every single one of them. That man had, you know, very took very, very good care. I didn't have a car back then, so I didn't have an example to go by. But... He was really good at it. But you know what? Union job, nothing. But that burger place, he kept everything clean and everything was so good. He came in, a health inspector came in, and for the first time in their entire illustrious 35-year history, they had zero violations in the kitchen. So they gave Fred like $1,500, which you're 16 years old in 1990, (laughs) and you have $1,500 in cash because it was cash. I'm just going to tell you that back then I bought a pound of weed, (laughs) really good weed. So, yeah. So, but, but that was, those are the companies that reward you. You know, you do, you you do unions, unions only care about you as long as you're useful. And that's all it is. So anyways, let's go to people suck (laughs) because I just talked about how a big group sucks. So how do people suck today? So most of these are just. Um, posts on Reddit, whether it's am I the a-hole or relationship advice or even just, well, that sucks. Um, there's a few of them. So I'll start with the one from, well, that sucks. Um, and it's from a throwaway. Um, and it's pictures of their kitchen counter, their island counter, and mm-hmm. it's like absolutely decked out with food. Like, amazing. There's table, the or the counter is completely decked out with food, drinks, and all kinds of stuff. Um, and it is titled, Today is the first meetup of my son's toddler group. We are hosting, and out of eight mothers, seven canceled like a half hour before it would start. My wife just sent me these pictures. Wow. Can I see? That sounds like a setup. Like they did it on purpose. You know? Weird. Yeah, I, either way, that mm-hmm. fucking sucks. Yeah, like, I no, could yeah, not. No doubt. Who in their right mind would just would just cancel like that I don't know I just it just fucking sucks mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that comes down to 
Um, so that one's just, you know, short. But um, this next one, we'll do we'll do a relationship advice one. And it's still... I I There's a lot of people that are giving this person advice in the comments. And are like, you know, it's... At least you, you realized it now. But this is horrendous to me. Like, okay. I couldn't even imagine this. Since I... 30 male, I'm in a relationship with a single mom, 27 female, and I regret it. So I started this relationship two years ago when I was 28. Due to the one hour drive, we only see each other on the weekends. She has her son um, on the on Monday through Friday and the weekends. Dad gets her son. Um, oh, my God. She has her son on Monday through Friday and the weekends. Dad gets her gets her son. He's only seven years old. I really only see him on Sunday nights when he gets dropped. I was always nice to her son. I would play Minecraft and take him out, even went on a vacation with her and him a couple of times. But I'm not going to lie, I never loved the idea of dealing with him. Despite my attempts at treating him like my own, he has proven time and time and again that he's just a difficult kid to deal with. I want to keep this post short, so I'll spare the details. But the problem is that recently he's been with us every weekend, and I'm starting to get a clearer view into my future with her and her son. I have zero time to myself, there's no sex, haven't had it in over a month, and I find myself hiding in the bathroom just to get a moment's peace. I no longer look forward to my weekends, I actually look forward to Monday, because at least after work I have a few hours to myself for some peace. I'm starting to realize what my future is looking like now, and it horrifies me. I tried having a conversation with my girl about it a few times, but it always seemed to lead to an argument. It's like I have all the responsibilities of a parent, but none of the authority. I really love my girlfriend and we have such a good relationship outside of her son, but now I think it's time for me to just end it. I just feel completely awful about the whole thing because I knew she was a single mother before I got into this relationship, but I kept ignoring red flags and kept telling myself it would get better, but it hasn't. It just kept getting worse. I feel like I wasted both of our time, but I'm just having trouble letting go. Every time I think about ending it, I get scared that I'll miss her too much, but deep down I know that I have to. Well... (laughs) You no, you go ahead. I'm, I'm. Mm, you go ahead. I just, it's the fact that he knew beforehand mm-hmm. and made because he did make the attempt, and the fact that you know those are because I, I don't know how much it means to the son what you know he has done, but the fact that it, for me at least to see that you know he was playing video games with him, went on vacation with them, just as mm-hmm. you know the three of them and invested as much as as his time it's two years he's seven now so five to seven and that's extremely like he's young impressionable yeah Yeah. no no yeah and and you set an expectation yeah and And now you're like "Mm." it's hard and i don't like it right and that's just like you (laughs) my next question is do you want to have kids because if he wanted to have kids before he got in this relationship knew like oh i have a son and it was like well he's young enough you know he'll still be my my kid and da, 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 da. and like these were all precedents that you set before you got into this relationship and even after you met him and mm-hmm. for the first year even but if it was that's all it was before things started getting worse and it was great i i that's just i cannot even imagine being that young and having somebody leave and you literally being the yeah. reason like that's that's awful you can't put it behind you and you know deal with those things uh, parents have to deal with things like that all the time oh well i just need a few moments you're going to the bathroom for peace why don't you take a break mm-hmm. like there's there's more than one way to do that you have friends go out to dinner with them it, like if there's no sex then that's something that's an issue between you and your your mm-hmm. girlfriend that's not as nothing to do with the kid. the kid yeah 
better not <laughs> exactly <laughs> i just like it's not like this kid is like uh, like i just feel like there needs to be more details like you said yep. you'll spare the details is this a one bedroom apartment that you guys are all sharing and sleeping in the same bedroom and kind of like what like what is happening are the walls that this so is... thin that like if she sneezes your son your your well not your son obviously yeah the kid you know sits there and says bless you mommy type yeah. situation <laughs> like i i can see reasons but then you make that time right? yeah and it's like and and have you dropped hints? Yeah, it, it just like, the fact anything. that it was like every time he said every time that she, he tried to have a conversation with uh, his girlfriend about it, it just turned into an argument. Well, duh, it turned into a fucking mm-hmm. argument. You were, if you approached it the same way that you are telling the world about it right now, that hey, I don't like that your son is here on the weekends. I want to spend time with you and not your son. And you know. I'm just he's starting to get on my nerves like yeah you have the you I understand the statement I feel like I have all the responsibilities of a parent but no authority then that needs to be the way that you talk about it Mm -hmm. not I don't like your kid I'm not enjoying time with you because you have a kid because you can't you can't change that it's not something that's just gonna go away the fact that they're split up and you know he does get to see you know his his actual father gets to see his son you know and it's only for the weekends tells you that there's probably something that's not great about Mm -hmm. him you know, there's still, you know, exceptions, but I'm assuming here there's probably something not great about his actual father. They're split up. He only saw him for the weekends, but now he's not even seeing them, him on the weekends. So something's going on yeah. and you're not enjoying that he, he he's around. And that's just that 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 amazes me. Yes, kids can be clingy. But like, what if his father is so horrendously detached and that's why he's clinging to mm-hmm. you. Like, I, I get it's not your responsibility, but you did go into it and it's been two years. So now you have that responsibility. And if you're going to, you know, leave that relationship, then it needs to be a slow taper off. You need to start coming over only on one day and, you know, being like, hey, you know, we, we're going to spend time together. I'm going to come over today, but I have to go. I'm just going to leave. I'm not going to be here on yeah. Sunday or vice versa or whatever. You're looking forward to Mondays because you just don't want to be there at all because it's not worth it to you. Then you need to have that that needs to be the rep- the approach. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm not spending a lot of time with you. I enjoy spending time with, you know, all three of us all together, but I would like to spend more time alone with you if we can set aside time to do that. Whether it's, you know, figure out if he can go to a park and you guys are just, you know, having a picnic while he goes and plays. Like little right. things like that can change so much. So I just like that you really do fucking suck for that. Like that is I could not what like I still have issues with Lily and Tabby and Anna and there are plenty of days that I'm like I really just can't fucking deal with this but it just that's it there's never a point where I like wish that they weren't around Mm -hmm. there's never a point where it's like oh man you know I love your kids but I really just I wish you never had them like that's not (laughs) those aren't those aren't normal thoughts that's not something that somebody can just like that's not i went into this relationship knowing you had kids and knowing that you're going to be teenagers and i don't fucking like teenagers mm-hmm. and there are plenty of times that i'm like i can't fucking do this right now <laughs> you get your fucking kids but that's that's what we do there's because there are still other times where you're sitting there and going i can't deal with them right now mm-hmm. get them to do some shit and fucking get like they're i can't and <laughs> so it's it's a back and forth thing. And then there are still outside of them times that we spend together outside of us times that you spend with them and that I spend mm-hmm. with them and everything around that. So I just I couldn't even I couldn't even imagine being in this relationship for, you know, three years and then suddenly being like, yeah, no, I hate your fucking kids. I don't want them around. And I wish you were <laughs> like, right? I could, yeah. what? <laughs> and, and I'll be honest, if you said that right now, I'd be like, Haha, you're funny <laughs> because I mean, 
I don't change on things like that, right? Yeah. It's like one of the things that we talked about. And I, I said, hey, just understand this, that my daughters are always going to be first. Mm-hmm. Not because my daughters are always going to be first, but because I never want them to feel what, what I felt. And you, more than anybody else, 100% relate to that. Yeah. You're like, even when you're like, oh, you're like, damn it, you're right. <laughs> you know, and you'll go stomp off and everybody knows exactly which room you're in by the footprints. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's like, at the same time, we're like, no, we get it. We know. We understand. And we're not going to we're not going to mess this stuff up. So it's like so that's just that's where it is. And that's what we look at. And that's what we do. So, yeah. Oh, gosh. No. I. Mm. Yeah. The fact that everybody in the in that comment section is just like, it's OK. It's it's better to Seriously? leave now than it is to, you know, wait, you know, later and da 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 like, oh, I heard this advice, you know. Yeah, sure. The best time to plant that tree would have been 10 years ago. The second best time is to do it now and kind of shit like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's. What? Nobody's thinking of the child in this, and that amazes me. And and that's my thing. Like, you know, here here's the thing. Whenever I had a relationship with any woman who had a kid, right, day one, it was like the kid better be number one. If the kid wasn't number one in that in that in that woman's life, I wasn't there. I was gone. I was gone because no, they need to be number one. They need to be number one over you. The moment you decide you're going to have kids, your life is forfeit. I say it all the time. What do I say? I say my life is forfeit, right? Mm-hmm. Like my life is worth nothing compared to theirs anymore. I don't buy me underwear when I need underwear. I make sure they have underwear. I don't buy me uh, until I know that they're taken care of. I don't worry about me. And that's the way that it is. And so it's like, uh, okay, move on. Cause I'm, mm, huh. <laughs> well, Just, this, I never want to meet this person. This next one is an, am I the a-hole? Fortunately, the world has decided this person is an a-hole because he is. And I couldn't even like, I, this bugs me and it's going to bug you too. Uh, it's titled, am I the a-hole for letting, for not letting my sister believe that she can talk to a bird. So my 16 male family has a pet parrot. They are all pretty much obsessed with him, and my younger and older sisters both keep buying him toys, new food, making him new fruit and vegetable mixes to try out, etc. My parents also pay a lot of attention to him and even set up the extra room we have for his cage so we can sleep better at night. He has been with us for a few months now, and my family's obsession still hasn't died down. I've been mostly indifferent since I'm not the biggest fan of animals and my parents keep him away from my room. Luckily, for me, it seems like he doesn't like me anyways, so it's even easier to avoid him flying on my shoulder or anything like that. The problem, though, is that today my sister, we'll call her Emma, 10 female, was talking quietly to that bird. She was holding him and saying things like, you know I love you, right? And kissing him on the head while the parrot would just mimic the sound. It went on for a while and she repeated that enough that it seems like she was looking for a response, so I told her, you know he doesn't understand you, right? After I said that, she just looked at me and made a sour face and ignored me. I didn't want her to actually believe this bird can understand what she is saying since she watches a lot of Disney movies, so I feel like they could have given her the wrong idea. I gently explained to her that it's just a bird and that he doesn't understand things like we do. She told me to stop bothering her and ended up leaving the room and told my mom about it. My mom told me she believed it was harmless for my sister to talk to her pet and that the bird reciprocated her feelings. So I told her that this will harm my sister's way of thinking and get her bullied at school. She told me to drop it and not get involved anymore. Am I the a-hole i think my sister's old enough to understand what i'm saying and my mom is just too nice fuck you op <laughs> straight out ratio the fuck no. she's 10 yeah. she's 10 and, and i got bad news for you op you're wrong yeah you're this is a hundred percent 
wrong. It's not like you said it was a budgie. I'm like yeah, I have a forty-one-year-old yeah. <laughs> African gray parrot, and you can carry on full conversations oh, with him. He puts words together and makes sentences. He literally said, "No, Nikki, come here. Need food." Yep. And it was like, and she just looked at. It, she goes. Did he say my name? And she said, I said, yes. And he said, come here. I need food. Because she walked over to his bowl, looked at his food bowl and thought it was fine. She goes, okay, no, he's fine. He goes, no, Nikki, come here. Need food, water. And he makes the water noise. Yeah. And it's like, like whoa. Oh, and she okay. just was like, okay. And walked over and she put her finger in there. She's sure enough. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. No. My African gray parrot is probably smarter than OP because my African gray parrot would have never posted that question <laughs> like that, you know, because like that's just that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, so ugh. absolutely. Fuck you, OP. Mm-hmm. There is no how in the world could you possibly like you are. Uh, that worries me. You're the kind of older brother that people that younger sisters grow up to resent. Yeah. Because that's literally that was so even if it, even if it why? wasn't even even if it wasn't should have just gone. You should have yeah. literally done it anyways, because like, what harm was it to you? Exactly. Hey, what? What? Okay. Again, we go back to this. You don't unknown Victor, right? It's like, hey, guess what? It's not doing any damage to you. Why are you, Why are you being it's a jerk? Not doing like damage this? to you, and it, the whole oh, because she could be bullied at school for it. Who, who the fuck is gonna know about this? Mm-hmm. She's fucking. 10 you know what i wanted at 10 oh my lordy i would love to have a fucking bird at 10 a bird that mm-hmm. talks a bird that mimics sounds you know how fucking cool that would have been when i first brought my siblings over when i when we had because you know we were still living in california and they came over to visit at that one time just for a few minutes and they were so like oh can we see the bird because i was talking about it and i went over and sure enough they were so hyped like oh yeah you could pet it keep your hand flat you know you're not wearing red so it's okay it doesn't like red and they were just amazed and he was saying things and they were just like oh my god like this is so cool Mm-hmm. but you know my lordy <laughs> you yeah. really could not just like that there's something else going on that, yeah. oh it's been a oh, month yeah. and my family's obsession still hasn't died down why in the world should their obsession die down mm-hmm. well, like what is it what is it to you the fact that you said you don't really like animals is the big huge red flag because who the fuck doesn't like animals it's just so mm-hmm. yeah but anyways i could go on for hours about that and how that's just like you are people fucking suck that is Mm -hmm. awful that is the wow but anyways (laughs) so we're out of time for this episode that's fine (laughs) you know what wow but yeah thank you so much for joining us on the afternoon edition of the stupid podcast on everything where i'm joey and i'm kiki we're not idiots (laughs) and remember that which doesn't kill you is probably getting ratioed by op on that one too so peace out with your peace out bye